Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Father Brady Wagner, our moderator of the Companions, would say, 
hey, when are you planning on cutting your mullet? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, maybe Halloween. And then Halloween would come and go, and then I'd be like, ah, oh, maybe like Christmas. And then this went on, you know, for quite a while until finally it was just like, it needs to go. So if you're gonna achieve maximum mullet perfection, you gotta put in the Kentucky Rumble Strips, which are the step sides. And uh, I think uh, I think it's I think it's made an impact. So I heard that as I walked down from the mass today, uh, people were either uh, quietly barfing in their mouths or uh, you know uh, smiling. So uh, if we can bring a little joy to this. I love it. I can attest to the fact that on Wednesday before we flew over here, he had to go. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and I said, "Where are you going?" He said, "I got to go back to the." I, I actually said I have an appointment. I didn't bye, tell you what. Bye, victory. This is a terrible idea. That's what happens when women aren't around. The whole podcast is a terrible idea. <laughs> Look what you did. This is all the podcasters. That's right. Yeah, so uh, it's 2 o'clock on Wednesday. We're walking out, and I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going back to hairstyles. And I'm like, you're going back? To, you just got your haircut like a week ago. And he's like, I got fresh enough grown strips. That's right. They, they, actually, they actually grow in really quick. I don't know if any of you have ever had rumble strips, but... Uh, they, they don't stay for long. Well, so. I'd like to apologize, you know, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you used to respect priests, and then until you saw Father Nathan's most recent posts. Um, yes. J.C. Penney's people still doing photo shoots of crazy looking dudes. Yeah, imagine, uh, I hope Andrea put the, I, that's the reason why I wore this uh, excellent American flag, uh, because today, uh, uh, hopefully we posted one of the pictures of me and the American flag uh, from my J.C. Penney's glamour shoot. Um, and uh, I had to walk in with a cat head, like a mascot cat head, um, and just ask straight faced, "Where is the, uh, where's the, where's the glamour shot studio?" And they were like, "Excuse me." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm taking. I've got a photo shoot at 7:30." And they're like, "It's that way." The funniest thing about that JCPenney photo shoot though is they weren't even surprised. The guy walks in with a nasty mullet, that shirt on, and a cat head, and they're like, "It's to the left." Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding me. That and I'm getting some snow tires. <laughs> yeah, well, we got in a huge fight on Wednesday night. Uh, I got back about 11 We're going to go, we're going to do this right we're now? We're doing this right now. You know whose fault this is? They like when we fight. I don't want to blame anyone here. I'm going to blame Gomer, okay? Yeah. That's right, Gomer. Gomer for catching foxes. And it's all his fault. And I'm drinking out of my analogy because I'm from Colorado, so you can suck it. <laughs> yeah, we had a great, we had a great time with those guys. But yeah, we did get in a major marital dispute on Wednesday night. You want to tell them why? This is the very first one. You started it. I know, no. We didn't have a topic, that's why. On Wednesday. We don't need we a topic, no, man. No, no. These you people mean. love it. Remember yeah. topics now. Remember uh, nine months ago? Watch them all get up. They're yeah. like, I'm missing lunch for right. this. Exactly, exactly. No, it's uh we planned this thing for nine months. Nine months. The night before we <laughs> leave. Everybody's like, you didn't order the stickers? You were supposed to order 4,000 stickers. And he's like, you were supposed to have a cop. And it was just like, everybody's fighting. Father Dan Houston's got his, he's in the corner just shaking. Just like, uh. Father Dan is fighting. <laughs> but we got through it. We got on the plane. Here we are. Well, here's the deal. Okay, can I, I mean, we can take a little fan. <laughs> I have a lot of it. Here, okay? All of that. What now, meals? <laughs> it was only food. You got, you got 
coupons. Can we just point out to those who are listening and not watching that you just took a shot? <laughs> I didn't drink it. Are you crazy? I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Your job's done for the rest of the time. Oh, my about C2019 has been, I have met many, many pro banter. Yeah, yeah. banter. That's right. That's right. Haters, listen to those applause. That's and right. Anti-banter people. Boom. Okay, That's shout good. the unbelievers. Shout <laughs> them. No, it has been great. We have, we have met so many great people over the last uh, two days, and it's been fantastic. It took us two hours to escort Global from the other side of the conference center to the podcast studio. Right. He needs like a police, you know, Support thing to get it through here. Yeah, Global got recognized in Rome, walking out of St. Clements or something like that. And this girl walks up in English and goes, Are you finally thinking Global for the podcast? That's right. Because the mullet, like we're in Rome. You weren't speaking. She just no, saw you. just walked out of the church. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I totally punked one kid. I don't know where he is. Uh, he's from the University of Nebraska, Omaha. And uh, Ricky's Lincoln. Right there. Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, he okay. needs the bottle. He's the bottle. Ricky's here. Ricky's getting the bottle. Ricky needs the bottle. Okay, so don't let him hurt me. I think uh, that's the University so of Nebraska. No, no, no. He was University of Nebraska. That guy's a Green Beret right there. Oh no, he's Lincoln. He's Lincoln. <laughs> Seriously, anyway, he's a Green Beret, and you're drinking his wife's. Nope. No, we're not talking about that. Anyways, uh, so this guy, this guy standing there, he's listening to um, uh, Among the Lilies, which was the podcast that was recording beforehand. And I walk up next to him. Don't say I, I don't introduce myself or whatever. I'm just standing next to him, and I said. Hey, uh, who's recording next? And he goes, oh, Catholic stuff you should know. I was like, seriously, those guys are here? He's like, yeah, you didn't know that? I'm like, when are they recording? He's like, right, just right now. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Have you ever met those guys? And he's like, no. And I was like, hey, I'm Father Nathan. He's like, what? <laughs> now the worst was this poor girl, Molly. If you're out there, I think your name's not, not Molly Pennant. We love you, though, also. So there's another Molly blonde there, and she got very nervous when she saw you, which is the natural instinct of a human. Agreed. <laughs> and then you immediately seized on it and prayed the poor girl. You were like, Molly, it's so good to see you. You look amazing. Molly, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever. You're around here, poor Molly. You've lost weight. You need to get a shirt. That poor girl, she gets her t-shirt. Molly, stop. Come on, get the shirt. Get where's the, the shirt? Get where's the, the shirt? That's our first shirt winner. No, no, no. Where's the kid that I... Molly, come on up. I want that, that kid Thank that you. I pumped. Come over here. Over where's here. the kid that I pumped? Come on, dude. He's he's Show yourself. Come on, dude. He's Go getting a t-shirt. Get that guy a t-shirt. Those guys t-shirts. We got Anna Parker, my cousin here. She's Vanna White for us. That's right. Anna White. So the uh, we got a lot of t-shirts with Goebbels mullet on it. Anna, can you show one of those shirts? She can't hear anything. She's in the corner here. Garrett, grab a shirt and show everybody. So for those of you who don't know, the theme of this seat is encounter something more. Can you show the I shirt? Can, I can show the shirt. It up. Here's the shirt. Encounter something. Mullet. So these are free shirts. Please do not tell focus. We are not selling merchandise because we did not pay for the permit to exactly. sell merchandise. We, we are, are not giving it away. But our, our lawyers make us remind all the time, right? That's do right. not say anything stupid. Do not play music. Do not sell merchandise. Ah. Do not break the law. Do not drink under, with underagers. Right. All and those things. And never acknowledge catching foxes. That's right. Catching foxes. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Gopher? I got the microphone. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's Luke? Did 
Luke seriously bail on our podcast? No, we, we tried to recruit Luke wow. yesterday. We actually love catching boxes. We do. It's a great podcast. Yeah, don't listen to them. They're amazing. They're the armpit of the body of Christ, but we love them anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so these shirts are funny because we got in a big fight a couple months ago. You're seeing a pattern here. It's mostly banter. Like, we just we don't do this. We, we do this all the time. We just happen to kind of put a microphone on every once in a while. But life with Global, we live together when I'm back home. Uh, and it's all banter all the time. Hey guys, did you already lose attention? Seriously? Sorry. Yeah. All, all banter all the time. I'm eating chocolate. Yeah. No, I got three ADD guys. Right. We're, having, <laughs> we're having another fight. We're talking just about our experience. I don't want to eat up to eat chocolate. You sad. No. So we got in a fight a couple months ago, because Goebel is like, uh, I don't want my mullet to be on the shirt, the yeah. seat. And it's like, why does anyone grow a mullet? To draw attention to themselves, <laughs> right? Agreed. So why would you not? I don't want to draw attention to myself. So it's like, you have a mullet, man. Like, you're drawing attention to yourself. You're wearing an American flag. It's true. So you got your mullet shirt, and uh, we appreciate it, especially all of you who wrote in in the last day. Since we realized we didn't have a, a topic, we wrote in for requests on Instagram and Facebook, and we got a lot of great topics from all of you. So thank you. If you're here, you're going to get a shirt, hopefully, if you wrote in. And uh, a few of them we're, we've selected to be our topic right. for the day. Shall we go to the topic? Let's yeah. do it. Father Michael's got it. To the topic. All right. That was only 13 minutes. Oh, yeah. All right. Where are you going? Is he going for that milk again? <laughs> there you go. Drink. Get his coffee. All right. The first question. Um, the topic they want, how to live college as a vocation, especially once you realize that college isn't always the time of your life, people say it's supposed to be, and God is calling you to sacrifice and suffer for him. Jaden Jones, Aquinas Jayden College. Jones. Are you here, Jaden Jones? Jones. Jaden Jones, come on up. No, she's not here. Oh, she left? Jane. What? No t-shirt for you. Accent. Next, oh, next question. I love Jason Jones. I, I didn't even pick. I was I wasn't even showing favoritism. I really like that question, and I've known her because uh, she was at Cabrini. So do you want to answer the question? I think we should. Yeah. Right. You're up. Since we said the topic, I'm just I'm a hockey player. I can't throw anything. So we're talking about uh, how to live college as a vocation. Yeah. So it's the vocation of the present moment. Now, granted, this isn't your big B vocation. If you want to see your big B vocation. Uh, meet Sister Carolyn from uh, the Martyrs of St. George. Just down there. Up. She's got the booth down there. Or any one of the great sisters or the religious orders. Can we give a shout out and apologize to these poor sisters? Exactly. Sister Mary. Uh, Sorry. Where's Sister Mary Greta? Sorry. There she is. You are a doll. She's been putting up with horrible banter for the last two days. Thank <laughs> you for I'm really sorry you got that spot. You are freeing souls from purgatory <laughs> as we speak. That's right. And actually, I, I, Please remember my soul. I don't want to bring down the conversation, um, but speaking of vocation, if the Little Sisters of the Poor are an amazing, amazing order of- They're here. Nuns. They are here. Little Sisters of the Poor, um, my grandmother, for those of you who are praying, she died yesterday at 3.15. Um, at Little Sisters of the Poor, surrounded by like seven nuns. We were all three there before. We've gotten the plane, and uh, it was just like the perfect Christian death. And Little Sisters of the Poor, pray for them. You ladies, join them. It, it's it's an amazing religious order, and pray for them also because they really did give my grandmother the ideal Christian and Catholic death. So, yeah. So pray for them. Beautiful to see all these religious ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's not your big B vocation, but it is the vocation of the present moment. It's where God has placed you. So you've got to start asking yourself the question: What do I want my college experience to have looked like? Because sometimes we're only we're only working for the weekend, 
or just until that next final exam or the midterm's over. Is that a song? <laughs> Something like it. But but um, I, I look back and I spent at least a year and a half totally whipped by a woman, okay? I would walk her to class. I would wait outside of her class. I licked out of my bowl. And then she would come back. She'd put me on the leash and I'd walk her home, okay? And if that's your vocation, by all means, like make sure you woo these women, you, you, you spend time with these boys, but you don't have to spend every waking moment with this person. This is not your spouse. And even if it is your spouse, you don't even spend every waking moment with that person. They have to leave your side at some point. So you gotta learn how to have friendships with others. You gotta do some cool stuff. Like I refused to go on some of the crazier uh, mission trips because I was terrified of leaving my girlfriend. What's that? What, what is happening now? Now, granted, there might be, everybody go, boo. No, not to her, to me. She's great. She's great. She, she got married. She moved on with her life. Name her. Name her. Name no, her. She, she gets a free t-shirt. Yeah. No. And she's you know here. She's here, actually. Uh, she's you know right what, there. Okay. You know what really is funny about that whole thing? It's like, you, you talk in the past tense like not getting whipped and living in the present moment and being with the guys. And then you walked into this podcast studio yesterday and you got whipped again by Leah Darrow. Yeah, because oh, it, yeah. it was the that was the most time I'd spent in dialogue. She was literally her. like just curling up just <laughs> like she had a just phone. Oh, yeah. Well yeah. Best friends. you can listen later. So anyways you gotta you gotta make friendships, you gotta do cool things, you gotta go on mission trips, you gotta learn how to pray, you gotta expand your experience. And I think the vocation of college as, as Curtis Martin has pointed out, you are never more available and uh, you know you have more free time, you have more openness for relationships than when you're in college. Right. And some of those guys are uh, still today, like some of my best friends. And for those of you who know, Father Nick Blaha is oh, here yeah, there it is. Uh, from the podcast. Father Nick, where we are you? We made it 18 minutes, Nick. Come on up. <laughs> yeah, give him a t-shirt. Give him a t-shirt. Yeah. 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 Father Nick. All right, Father Nick, double click the double XL. <laughs> yeah, that would look like a moo moo on you. Oh, this guy is the reason why. This guy is the come reason. In. Yeah, you totally come, 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 come in. Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Come on in the party. Here. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm so sweaty right kiss, now. Kiss so the mullet. Kiss the mullet. Get out of there. He's got a, he's got a soul. Leave him alone. <laughs> got to shut the door though. Mel is. All right. Does that does that make sense? Mel's gonna shoot laser beam. Did we adequately cover that question? All right. He's out. He's out. Okay. Yeah. See ya. We take that. Like Stingers up. <laughs> but I, I do like I do like the fact that that um, you uh, Jaden put in there that it is actually a vocation. Right. Which I right. vocation time, but there there is a call to, to yeah. call. A lot of times. God has providentially put you in this moment today with these people. Yeah. And also if, about relationships, like you said, being peaceful and settling in. And realizing that you might not be your spouse in college if you're called to marriage. Yeah. So just it, it, yeah, be open. Discern, be open, do what God wants you to do in the moment, right. and be peaceful about it. A lot it. of times we think we got to figure out what our vocation is before we can start living it. And it's like, your vocation is holiness, right? Priesthood, marriage, religious life, means to holiness. So start living the holiness of life right now. Right. You know, you, you pray, you discern, all that. But some people, it's like, like when I was younger, I got in my head so much about the discernment. Like I got to figure everything out, and then I can start being yeah. pursuing it. It's just like no, just 
get after it, start living your life. I think the biggest thing in college, I would say, is to have a plan in life, right? I studied at Opus Dei University. I'm not Opus Dei, but they, they really commit to this. St. Jose Maria Scriba was huge on this topic. Have a plan of life, right? You can't just wake up every morning and be like, all right, what should I do today? Crazy, maybe I'll pray. It's like, it's not gonna happen. All right, you got a prayer time, you got exercise, you're eating well, you're sleeping, and then enjoy life. But keep on the plan of life, work with a spiritual director, a regular professor. It's amazing how much progress you have in getting sin out of your life and just how joyful you'll feel. Just a little bit of stability with that plan. And I do wanna to say too, it, 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 I think it's important for every college kid to discern celibacy. The reason for that is because college is the time when you it's easiest to make friends and it's the easiest to find like-minded people that you want to date. And so if, if in the context of that friendship making, in the context of that dating, you can discern celibacy. I, I discerned, by the time I made the seminary, even though I'm Byzantine, I could have been married priest. By the time I made the seminary, I was completely assured of my, I felt very peaceful, in other words, about my call to celibacy, because I had dated and hung out with the most amazingly beautiful Catholic women that I knew I would ever meet. Yeah. And if God's calling me to celibacy in that context, that still gives me peace to this day to say, I hung around with them, and if, if God did not call me to date or to marry them at that time, then then he probably wouldn't ever. I mean, and that, that the, the peace continued. But, you know, discern celibacy. Every single person, I believe, should discern celibacy and see if God's calling to that in the context of the opportunities in college. Father Johnny Burns has a great image. He says, a lot of times we approach vocation as kind of left or right. Do I go marriage? Do I go priesthood like this? And he's like, it's really like this, yeah. up and down, because you're naturally called to marriage, which means the natural desire of your heart is to marry that really beautiful chick that you're dating, yeah. right? And then you're like, ah, oh, so I don't know. But if you understand it's a supernatural vocation that you're discerning the grace for, and God didn't give you the grace, it doesn't mean you're less, it just means your call's different. So don't think of it as either or. It's not it's not that chick or, uh, or priesthood. It's gotta really be, is the grace there to consecrate my heart undividedly and to renounce the greatest good a man can have, which is marriage, Amen. right? If it's not there, then, then, you, then you, we presume marriage in the sermon. And I, I remember there saying... There she is. Your child's gone. Oh, yeah. Sorry, hey, I, lost, I lost your baby. You're looking for your best friend. I lost your baby. Yes. Hey! Yeah. Oh, sorry, the door's locked. What? <laughs> this is just class. No! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, it's like an Amazon woman. <laughs> We, we, we were hoping to have you on later, but here we go. Leodero, everybody. It's the you, you come in in style, I must say. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Eiger und Jungfrau. Yeah, that's right. So, the ogre and the virgin. Okay. So, all right, so the um, I remember saying to a priest at University of Illinois, he said, why don't we pray the Magnificat together? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, oh, we can say it together. He's like, eventually, say it enough times, you'll have it memorized. I was like, that's impossible. Like, I can't remember. I won't be able to remember all of my different times. And then all of a sudden, like, if you pray it enough, you really do commit things to memory. So begin the habits that you want to form later uh, so that, you know, you're like, wow, second year of college, not only did I take these classes, but I learned how to pray the Magnificat. Damn, you know the Magnificat still? Yeah, I, of course. Anyways, <laughs> move on. Okay. Oh, my soul proclaims the greatness of the yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, wasn't Isn't it? that funny, Leah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. Okay. All right, next question. Oh, can I, can I point out, so if you're going to take a photo of Leah and I, just pretend like you're doing it. What, what angle would you do this at? You know what I'm talking about? What angle? We're going to take it like this, right? Take a photo. No, girls. Ah, I learned this last night. Okay. Try to take a photo of Leah up and Anna. Up and tilted. Up and tilted, so, you know. Really catches that duck. So like what call that? No, no, that is not all that I said. Not at all. There it is. <laughs> okay, 
So if you are if you are struggling with mortal sin, great, go to confession, receive forgiveness for those, and if you have more time, ask the priest. Well, I also struggle with this, this, and this. Great, but like it, you don't have to get everything out. And Jesus is not your tax collector, your tax accountant, who's going to be like, ah, ah, ah. Actually, on Thursday, you gave a dirty look to the person behind you when they took too much time at the Chick-fil-A fountain. Okay, so like maybe next time. Margo. Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. we got a Chick-fil-A owner here. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, just trust in the mercy of Jesus. I mean, he's not going to write you up because you're like, um, um, I can't remember, but there could be one more, maybe. Oh, it's like, Jesus forgives you. And if, if, you, if you get in the habit of confessing your sins to our Lord, the venial sins, confessing your sins to our Lord in prayer, it won't be as important when you go to confession. Like, if I, if I tell Jesus every day, that I'm sorry for this, this, and this. That I've actually confessed them. Again, venial sins. Bring them to confession anyway. If you have a spiritual director or, or a regular confessor and you've like made an appointment and you're not in line, you can share those things. But I, I guarantee you, if, if you're sharing the, the, the blessings, the positive, the virtues, and the vices every day with our Lord, you'll, you'll, you'll need to confess less venial sins in confession because you confess them to our Lord, which is good. You always need to do that before confession. Even the mortal sins. Talk to Jesus about them before going to confession. Do both. Privately with Jesus, with our Lord, and then in confession. But but there is there is. That's what we do. Hey, no, everybody can see exactly. That's the sign for wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. Talk to Jesus before going to confession, and then confess them. Oh, that's good. Twitter version. What you never do that for him though. You never give him. I'll give him the wrap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to do it. No, I do it. He's going to go really deep. Yeah. He's going to be mocking me by quoting corny, corny liturgical songs. <laughs> and I'm going to start wrapping him up. What did I quote? He did it to Leah yesterday, too, so I don't feel so bad. He, he, will, he will say, he will quote corny Catholic songs. Right. podcast. I don't, I'm Byzantine. I don't know these things. And I'll go really deep, and he'll be, like, laughing at me. Yeah. He's just, he's quoting don't songs. say that because your mom's here, and that made her really upset. I'm going to hold your arm behind your back. I know. <laughs> your mom's going to hold his hands I'm going to hold his hands behind his back so you can beat him up. His arms are really sweaty. I watch you. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting a lot under the beaver tail there right now? It's hot in here. Yeah. Mel, can you turn the AC on? I'm getting so hot. Okay. Last, last comment. Yeah. All right, let's move on. She knows. All right. Now we've come to the end of the road. Next question. Uh, would you rather? Wait, did she get a shirt? She did. Okay, yeah. Nice job. All right. Well done. Would you rather brush your teeth with foil or have a kindergartner give you a tattoo? No. Father Joe Grady. Next day. He does not get a shirt because he's definitely not here because he's way too hipster. He, he is, never show up. He's here. Oh, get a t-shirt. Joe, I repent of my. Uh, Go Rams. You can right there. Right there. Anna, get my t-shirt. Anna White. <laughs> okay. Father Joe Grady, the live action version of Beaker from The Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hear you. Give us a smile, Father Joe. I love you, man. It's all love. It's all love. All right. So, uh, who's. Oh, that was Joe Grady. That was Joe Grady. Would you rather make. Oh, sorry. I, I uh, uh, brush your teeth with tin foil or get a tin tattoo? It's tin foil. I can. Really? I'm not going to get a second tap. <laughs> The Hello Kitty pad. Yeah. It'd be hard for a kindergarten to do that again. Lilith Fair 99 was an important event in my life. I just wanted to memorialize it on the squall of my back. How do people know Lilith Fair 
Oh, does it? Sorry. Can we get I, her I'm, shirt? I'm 40 years old. My bad. It, it looks like it'd be out of here. <laughs> Can we right. get her shirt to the guy wearing an Odyssey sweatshirt right over there? Yeah, sure. Odyssey, come, come on, on I'll get a t-shirt. He's from Cabrini, right? Yeah, he's from Cabrini. All right. Show favoritism, man. All right, so how do we take the graces from Seek home? Okay. So when I, about 18 years ago, I went on a student bill conference that was a definitive moment in my life and it changed everything. And got a tattoo. And I did not get a tattoo of oh. Leah. Because she was, and because he was nursing. You're right, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is like, this is like tag team, man. This is like, boom, pile driver. Why are you, why, why are you so happy? Yeah. I look like Hacksaw Jim Duggan right now. <laughs> I don't know who that is. She, all these references, all these references. Everything's in the 80s, man. They didn't watch wrestling growing up like we did. All right. All right, so. But I left that conference, and I knew my life needed to change. And if you ever listened to any of our, our past stories about um, kind of how we came into faith again, uh, one of them for me was getting past my addiction to marijuana. But what that meant was, you want to get, if I want to get the weed out of my life, then certain friendships had to go. And God gave me the grace to be like, it's just you got to let everything go, and you got to trust it. But these were my guys, right? These were, these were my closest friends. We had spent all of high school together. And they called me that afternoon. I got off the retreat. It was Sunday afternoon. And I got a call right away. Come on, we're going out to party. And I said, you guys come over, you can take everything. And they literally did. They were in my house, gave my pipe, I had some alcohol, everything went. Because I knew, I just, I was like, I have to take a clean break here. Wow. And within a month, God had restored kind of friendships. He had brought, like, real Christian friends into my life. And it just, everything went from there. So if you think you can hang on in that destructive relationship, or with that group of nasty friends, as we would call them in Denver, like, it's just not... It's not going to happen. You are a product of your social environment. We're made for a relationship. You can't do it on your own. You're not an island, and you just you can't do it on your own. So, so you got to really invest in the people in your life. We talk about this all the time, right? Priests cannot be lone rangers anymore. you got to do it in community, and it's the same thing when you're in college. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll make new friends. Honestly, I don't, I, I, I mean, hearing you, Tom, I don't think I can do it. I don't, I mean, I, I'm, you can I'm put not No, well. <laughs> I, I think I can do that, but I, I, I would find it really, really hard to leave friends. I commend you for that, because that, that would be one of the hardest things. I think the grace was there, and if you're out there and you're thinking you're going into that same situation, like, um, just pray for the grace. Yeah. It just, God will provide you, He will provide for you. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, uh, when I went on the Focus, I went on Focus Conference 2004, okay? And there was a thousand people, a thousand people in Denver, and I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And now, like, we were, we were processing through like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. And I was so moved today at Mass, reflecting on, I was one of those students looking up and seeing all of those priests and all of those bishops and saying to myself, wow, this is an amazing moment. I'm so grateful for this. And I cannot tell you if I put anything into action that I received from SEEK. So it wasn't even SEEK, it was Focus Conference. I mean, like, I... Let's just say, like, I sat really close to my girlfriend on the ride home no, from, right, from right, Focus right. Conference. Right. 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 It was super awkward, okay? So, what I would say is, Focus Conference, C Conference, is like, it's like a cliff bar on a hike, okay? You've run down, you're tired, like, things, things are, could be going bad, you just need to rest. You've actually, you've probably been up till 2 or 3 in the morning, but this is rest for your souls, and then all of a sudden, you get this boost of energy, but then you got to keep walking. Like, you can't just live in Shangri-La forever. You can't just go on a hike and just make it to the first rest stop and be like, all right, guys, I'm going back to the parking lot. It's like, no, you've got to keep moving. So 
this is a boost. It's wonderful to be here together. We're grateful for all the graces that the Lord is pouring forth upon you. And hopefully, like, you can actually put them into action. But it's not like you have to change everything. You've got to be a new you. You just have to say, I've encountered something. And that something is beginning to change my life. And hopefully, it's the love of Christ Jesus. All right, so I think the question now is, oh, you like that, yeah. Ow! You're sweating. Yeah. The, uh, the question, though, is, okay, so you're playing Mario Brothers, you eat the mushroom thing, you, just, you know, you get big, and then that thing dies down eventually. That's the question. Yep. Because you're going to sail out of here, you're going to be flying high, but then what is going to happen a month from now, right? You've got, you got to do the same, do the things that you have learned and you will live. You go to confession, you find a community, you go to daily mass, you maybe have a bender, you get up for confession and you do it again. Like, shout out to Jack Conroy. That guy, he would come into my room at 3 a.m. and be like, Nate, make sure I'm up for confession in the morning. <laughs> and make sure I'm up for mass, but only the 9 p.m. I don't want to sleep in. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy is an amazing man. He's an amazing husband, an amazing father. I had patience with him because freaking Nick Blah had patience with me. And like, God is working out your salvation day by day. It's not like you've got to get everything figured out right now. Yeah, but the key there is connection to relationships. Your relationship with Jack, your relationship with Nick, not trying to do it on your own. Self-reliance is the enemy of holiness. You cannot do it on your own. You need each other. So do not, do not try and go back to your sorority, to your fraternity, to your teams, and think that I can just, I'll be fine on my own. I'm the, yeah, I'm the Power Ranger or right. something, and all, all of a sudden I've been transformed. It's like, yeah. only when the Power Rangers are together, people! <laughs> I was so moving. <laughs> and also, and one thing I just want to say, and we, we, we've heard this from you guys, it's, you know, find good community, that's, that's, what, we, that's what we've done. That's yeah, what this happens. Um, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. He can listen to you talk, right? He's so excited about the last thing he said. <laughs> that was amazing! <laughs> so, so find, find good community, but one thing we've heard from you guys is that, is that when you can't find that good community, podcasts do help. I just want to pat ourselves on the back a little bit. When, when pe people do say that, that they think That's true, I like that. Because, because it is things like this and catching foxes. Thank you, thank you. It, it is podcasts that allow people weekly to get that released again. Yeah. And do something beautiful podcasts. Hey, you have to pat her on the back. She's far away. Do something beautiful podcasts with Leah there. Also follow her on social media because she posts like every day. God bless you. Sponsored in part by Claire Albany. I'm going to Oh man, he just waits. He waits until there's a chick in the armor, and then he just moves right to it. He knows exactly how to kill. So tap, tap it. Use the technology God right. has allowed us to have. Yeah, and I mean, you have you have these glory moments. Like you might have a talk that like really changed your life. You can go back and listen to it. But again, like you journal these moments, and then you go back to it and you say, you know what? God was really present right there. I don't know what that was, but God was really present. When I look back at the conferences I've been to in the past, I oftentimes it's not the, the content that I remember. I don't remember the talks, I don't remember the homilies, I don't remember the lines. You remember the people, though, right? You remember that speaker witnessed to me. And I think we've got to remember that Christian life is not just about uh, getting all the information right. And doing it. Christian life is not about getting sin out of your life. It's about intimacy and union with Christ, yeah. right? So all of these questions are secondary to that deeper intimacy. Yeah. And when, when you meet somebody, I still look at photos of John Paul II, and I'm like, there it is. Like, he did it. He finished he did it well. We were talking about your grandmother, my godfather. Right. These people are finishing the race, and they're doing it well. And we have to just, we literally just grab onto them, and we hold onto them, because they're still with us. Yeah. All right, there we go. You got any suggestions? You've been at a number of seed conferences. Um, I think you guys have mostly said it. I mean, I, it's more of 
you know, I think it would be smart to prepare for the for the letdown. Yeah. Um, that's gonna happen. That's yeah. life. There's gonna be a letdown. There's gonna be a moment where you're like, oh, I don't feel great anymore. Oh, I don't feel I don't I don't I don't feel good close to Jesus anymore. Uh, whatever it might be. And so that's going to happen. And I think the best thing to do is to prepare for you know the unexpected. And in the spiritual life. In, in a, there's very few things that are really unexpected. We, we know there's going to be highs, we know there's going to be lows, and then all those moments in between that are mundane, and you have to get up, and you have to suck it up, and you have to just get up and pray a little bit. But if you know they're coming, then I think it's easier to attack it when it's happening. So, there, you know, it happens to everybody. It happened um, during the Transfiguration, you know? Yeah. And so, why would it not happen to us? And that, that I think, but that's the point. For me, that gets me excited. When I go to a conference like this, and I hear talks, and I talk to people, and I am renewed in the faith, I know, and I'm excited for the moment that I can take all of that, and I can put it into practice during those moments when I'm low. Because for me, it's like that's what God is telling me. is like, Mia, I want you to grow in perseverance. I want you to grow in resilience to depend on me, to look at me and look at my heart, look at my face, and I want you to be able to say, this is all you need. The talks are great. The Bible studies are wonderful, but they're not going to save you. The only thing that saves us is the person of Jesus Christ. And when you can just put all of that into him, and you can look at his gaze, and you can look at his sacred heart, and be like, I don't need it then. This is wonderful, but I, but it's not required for my salvation. Right. Fire. Treat yourself, girl. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. And I'll say, too, if, if, like, as our spiritual life waxes and wanes, as it gets stronger, less... Like, if you can't do the quality, do the quantity, but you can't do the quantity, do the quality. So if, if you can get a structure to your day, even if you're not feeling like Jesus loves you or like you love him, put the time in anyway. Get a holy hour in because that time that you're dedicating, you're investing in that time. And the days when, you, when you're having the can't do the quantity, you know, pray for quality. The, the, the short 30 seconds, five minutes you might get. But but if, if, you, if you put that into your day, put notifications on your phone, whatever, so you can do one or the other. But if you're just not feeling it, put the time in. Just get that holy hour in. Every single day, you need to wake up earlier, go to bed later. Don't tell your moms I said that. Um, whatever you need to do, but, but get that time in, even if you're not feeling it, our Lord will use that to invest. The last thing I would add to all of this is to Everybody say, go like this. Wrap it up. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Mike, where's my goal? Just, oh, just talk. Okay, sorry. Um, when I left that retreat, my youth minister, Jim Beckman, gave me two books. He said, is Claire here? Claire Beckman around? No, she's not. Okay. Uh, her dad was my youth minister, and he immediately said, when the high ends, you have to have filled your mind with Christ. Like, you have to intellectually be reading and thinking and, and kind of moving on this stuff, because otherwise, it ain't going to happen. You know, it's just like, feel the bottom up. Next question. All right. Put your phones down. What is going on right now? Can you not text? <laughs> I, I was taking notes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. taking notes. This is self-resilience. Lee and I were taking notes. Go on. You're going to leave a podcast soon. Whatever, right. I, I, I did. I had my notes. Well, your best friend here was not taking notes, I guarantee. <laughs> he was looking at cat videos. Again. <laughs> All right, next question. How Guilty as charged. <laughs> how can someone go about encouraging siblings, family, friends who grew up Catholic and are now lukewarm in their faith to explore and to grow their understanding of what we believe and to develop a deeper relationship with God? Jesse Shook of Belmont University. Belmont University. All right, right here. Hey, yo. Great nice. last name, Jesse. That was Great awesome. Name. I love it. Great question, Shook Twins. All right, so how do we encourage family friends who grew up Catholic but are now lukewarm to explore and to grow their understanding of what we believe 
to develop a deeper relationship with God. Can I unplug all of this kind of so, what I would say is, uh, my brother went on a tech retreat, uh, so it's called Teens Encounter Christ. I knew nothing about what happened on that retreat. I just knew that when my brother got back from that retreat, like, he wasn't a total jerk to me. And I was like, whoa, he's different. Like, I knew immediately something was different. And eventually, I went on that retreat because I saw something different in him. So it's not like you have to all of a sudden be like, so, um, have you ever heard of the Immaculate Conception? Like, at dinner time? Like, you just kind of say, you just start living your life, and then all of a sudden people are going to notice something's different about you. And hopefully, you can begin directing the conversation. My brother did that to me. He witnessed to me. He said, uh, I had a great retreat. It was awesome. Hopefully, you can go on it someday. And uh, for you, like, you can invite other people on it, but it's not like, this is going to end up sounding like a cult. You're going to be like, I drink went on the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Exactly. I went on this retreat. And so you just kind of say, yeah, I had a powerful experience, and I'm going to go to Daily Mass. And they're like, what? You don't go to Daily Mass. We watch Price is Right. And you're like, put it on the DVR. Come to Daily Mass with me. I literally said that to my brother. He had a conversion three months before I did at, at a confirmation retreat at our home parish, St. Francis Cabrini. We had some Cabrini kids here. Yeah. The, uh, and I said to him, like, you said you drank Kool-Aid. And he came at me, and we fought for, for three months. But it wasn't until I had that encounter with Christ. It just doesn't make sense. And so when you're dealing with the family, right, you, you can't impose faith on them as much as you want them to have a conversion, as much as you're afraid for their souls and these things. you really got to be careful because... Remember, the, the litmus test of true spiritual growth is your humanity. Right? You can't leave the humanity. It, it, that's angelism. That's not Christian faith. And so in the end of the day, they're going to see you become more human, and then that's what's going to bring them along. Say, Father Michael, or you, or your brother, or Leah, whoever it is, is more herself, more alive, more human. More joyful. More joyful. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the key. You can't just wow with your new theological or spiritual experience. And also, surrender surrender the need to be the one that brings them back. There's something very powerful about saying, I love my family member or my friend enough that I really want them to come to Christ. I want them to appreciate and to see what I see in my faith, but we can cling sometimes to want to be the one, to the heroic one to change someone's heart and to be that instrument. And if we can say to our Lord, Lord, you love them more than I do. You want this more than I do. And I surrender the need to be the one to bring them back. And if you surrender that in prayer, somebody else in their life might be the one. And they might even say something you've told them a million times, right. a million times, and all of a sudden they say this, they say the same thing, and all of a sudden the, the, the Holy Spirit moves their heart at that moment, and that brings about. And you cannot be jealous. You cannot get in the way of an authentic desire to for someone to, to move closer to Christ. And sometimes that prayer of surrender, Lord, it does not need to be me. Please soften my heart to, to not need that. Yeah, and then somebody else can be the instrument. Beautiful. That was a beautiful thing for God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm glad a beautiful thing for God. Yeah, thank you. Thank you I also that. think, uh, you know, to say this, um, I was the black sheep in my family for a long, long time. I was the person that during all of the Thanksgiving dinner, be like, oh, this lady, she'll never come back to the church. And look what she's doing, look who she's living with, and what she does on the weekends. And I heard this. I was that person. So I heard those comments, and I heard those statements. And I would, I'd like you to speak into that, that that's not helpful. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do the things I was doing. I didn't want to sin. I knew it was wrong. I didn't want to be living with my boyfriend. I did not want to keep having sex with my boyfriend. I mean, I didn't actually. I wanted to be seen and to be loved. And I wanted, 
I wanted purity, I wanted to accept that, but I just didn't think I was strong enough. And it felt like all the people who were living the faith didn't even believe in me that I could even do it. So it, it did affect me in some way, however, of like feeling like I was stuck. I was stuck in this place where I couldn't get out. So if you've experienced that grace of Christ, of that renewal and transformation, what you can do is, is share it by being kind and compassionate and loving and sharing the beauty of the fact that your life is changing. And if your life is changing, it is going to change in the most authentic ways. And you're going to want love for somebody and praise for somebody else. And you're going to want to let them know that change is possible. And they're going to see change is possible not by you telling them it's possible, but by you living out the change in you. Because I did end up seeing, I ended up seeing some people in my life who, who actually were changing their habits and their daily life and their routines because of Jesus. And I saw them and the fact that some of them lived a not so great life prior to that. And that's what gave me the inspiration to like, maybe I can. Yeah. Maybe I can. So living, living in hell is such a testimony and such a witness to those people, maybe like me in your life, who are have that hardened heart and who feel lost and forgotten and feel stuck. And they think that honestly the life that they're living is about as best as it's going to get. Because it's not true. And when they have that awakening, they will come to you and they'll, they'll know that they have friends in you because they know that you aren't putting them down or you aren't that person saying they're the black sheep, they're the problem, they're the issue. And they can come back freely and say, I want to know more about Jesus. Tell me more. And be patient. Be patient. All right, next class. Last uh, question. Wait, we have time for another question. Or One we more. We, we got more. We got. We'll do it quick. Seven right. minutes. Go. All right. Last go. question. Go. What go. is your go. best go. advice for seminarians discerning the priesthood amidst the current climate of the church? Zim oh, yeah. oh, yeah. from right. St. Charles nice. Borromeo Seminary. Yeah. Yes. 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 Great question. Okay. So nice small question, gentlemen. No, it's fine. <laughs> Listen to the Catching Foxes podcast. It was dealt with pretty well, but you discern a vocation to the priesthood. You don't discern a vocation when everything's awesome and like, oh man, like everything's gonna be great and it's just gonna really advance my career. It's like Jesus sent out his disciples like as lambs among wolves. So like you are discerning a vocation in the midst of a, an intensely uh, critical period in the history of the world. And we need persons to be holy, holy married persons, holy, um, holy brothers and sisters, holy priests. We need all of that, and without it, we're, we're in trouble. Pause. Round of applause for Leah. Yeah, there. Thank you so much for being with us. Check out the Do Something Beautiful podcast. Check out our social media. I'll see you, Bestie. Bye, Bestie. See you at Starbucks later. Skinny half-calf soy, right? Just the normal? All right. But Jesus needs you. He's going to call you in the midst of great struggles because you have something that's going to help him win the battle against uh, all the forces of darkness and we need persons it's great and this is a generation of saints the people coming up this day and age are going to be saints i mean because of the condition because of the criticism because of of the ways that we've been called to give ourselves there are many many saints in this generation that, that will be known and their names will be on our calendars and if, if we handle this tension well um, it'll be a beautiful thing. And, and those who are able to discern celibacy when the culture doesn't understand it, those who want to be priests when the culture thinks that we're all pedophiles, all these things are, are, are beautiful ways of, of self-gift in a way that we don't choose. I mean, we didn't choose to, to give ourselves this way, to sacrifice this way. But we, we absolutely are called to do it. And if we listen to our Lord, join that good community, we'll do it well. Yeah.
All right, we got to give away some shirts. All right, I guess I'm done. Here right, we go. Let's do it. All there right, we go. shirt time, people. First let's and foremost, it. to Nathan. Uh, Nathan, you know who you are. He was running up the escalator whenever I was like, hey, dude, nice shirt. He was listening. He had his Catholic podcast shirt on, and I was like, dude, I'm going to give you a shirt. Where is he? Oh, man. What? We're, we're going to start saying names. If they're not here, they're going to get their shirts. Is Jameson from Oswego, Illinois here? He drove in, I think. I don't know if he's a part yeah. of Jameson thought we were drinking last night. Get over there, buddy. Get a shirt. Nice job. Stephanie from Knoxville, Tennessee. Are you around? I don't know. Met these people. All right. Shout out. The two Boomer Sooners. Right there. And the two Boomer Sooners. My sister Carolyn Martyrs of yes! St. John. All right. Now we're talking. You get three shirts, sister. <laughs> what about your roll time? Just for being you. Oh, yeah. My roll time girls. I got two ladies from Roll Tide from the University of Alabama. Bama is going to dominate, okay? Clemson is going down. All right, and also uh, Victoria Bree Hall, who wrote the uh, Drew. Oh, yeah, right there. Beautiful, beautiful, that is beautiful. Painting here. If you live by yourself, you speedily wash St. Basil the Great. Love nice. it. Very nice. We got the newly engaged couple right here. Yeah. Down in front. They got to stand. They're getting t-shirts. Get t-shirts. Get over there. Get your t-shirts. Katie yeah. Lynch. Katie Lynch. Can you hear this? Katie Lynch, get a t-shirt. She has the same name as my sister. That's right. You literally look exactly like her. Come on down and get a shirt. Over here. I know. Don't be shy. All right. We also got gifts. We got some Canadian maple syrup and some chocolates that we were snacking on from Maria Espinosa. Maria Espinosa. Right here. Okay. From Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. All right, we got Vince Tatiro from Ole Miss. Hey, there he is. He's in. Here, and if you're wearing a Catholic Step t-shirt already, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Zacalante, get down get here. But you, but you got to give it to a friend. Or if you wore it yesterday. Or if you wore it yesterday, you're in. If yes. Nathan's here, I think it's Nathan Lane. No, that's the guy from the producers. I don't know his name. <laughs> All right, so I'd like to give a shout out to some people who were not here. Last night we had a nice little gathering over the JW Marriott lobby bar, and uh, we had some people who drove in who uh, actually are not at the conference. They just came in, and the uh, let's see, the Arnold family drove an hour from uh, Southern Indiana. So Steve, Sarah, Emerson, Arnold from North Vernon, Indiana. Thanks so much for driving. It was great to be with you guys. All right, I don't know how many we got left. Uh, Quick trivia: If you, if who who knows what baseball team Trevor Williams plays for? Pirates. Pirates, take it. All right, if you do Pirates, we'll trust you. Come on up, get a T-shirt. That's right. right. Oh yeah, Linedecker. Trevor Williams is falling apart. John Linedecker's giving a talk. I'm going to it. Follow him on Instagram. Great Catholic baseball player, starting pitcher for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates. People are just walking up and shit. All right, we're losing control. I need all the people from Texas over here because I'm gonna throw out some Beaver Nuggets. Oh yeah. Get ready, folks. Beaver Nuggets on the menu. And I got. If your last name's Lachlan or Gibbons. I'm gonna be selfish. If your name is Ramini or Tynan, come on down and get a shirt. John. Oh, never. Uh, there he is. Get up there, Johnny. Come on, get a shirt. Right there, you want Ben? You get up here too. Molly Tynan, come on up. Whatever. Joe Tynan's not even here. All right. Oh, Molly is our editor. What about that girl hey, in, the, in the sapphire, uh, the turquoise shirt? Yeah, you. You're in. Why not? <laughs> um, All right. Catholic Stuff You Should Know at CatholicStuffPodcast.com. If you really, really, really want a t-shirt, get in line. We'll yeah, see you next time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's been great to be with you. And thank you, Kevin Thank you, Curtis Martin. You are the man. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Mel. This is a lot of Great job, boys. Here we are from C-29. Signing off. See you, Father Michael Rapp. Miss you, man. Ciao.